Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to this Selling from the Heart podcast. I'm your co-host, Daryl Amy, here live in Las Vegas with Larry Levine. What's going on today, Larry? Vegas is Vegas, Daryl. I'm telling you. How many times do you have to come to Las Vegas if you live in the business world? I'm telling you, this is my fourth trip. Fourth (laughs) trip this year and I've been here since Monday and it's what, Thursday? Time to go. Oh, Lord. No doubt. We're having a good time and and actually, uh, welcome to the podcast today. We're we're really excited about what we have to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, reaching a uh, demographic and age group that is the emerging uh, business decision maker group. It's Gen X. And uh, I actually had a great time today. I got to lead a presentation at this technology conference. We got so tired and no offense to the millennials on the call. We love you. And the millennials are the sales reps of today and the future. But everyone's talking about millennials, but we really need to be talking about as well is the buyer and the emerging buyer right now is Gen X. And so um, you're hearing today from one guy on my side that is a Gen X. Larry, it seems like you just may have squeaked into the baby boomer generation. I made made the cut. (laughs) Thank you, mom and dad. I made the cut. That's good. 64 is like the last of it. So it is. So if you were born in 65 through 81, uh, you are a Gen Xer, and so I know we have a lot of you on on the the podcast right now. Um, if you're older than that, uh, you're in the baby boomer generation. And one of the struggles is, until recently, most of the top level decision makers in organizations have been baby boomers. But what we're realizing now is that Gen X crowd, which is in the forty to fifty five year old demographic are quickly becoming not just the influencers, but also the top-level decision-makers in organizations. And what it takes to sell to Gen X is, is quite different than what it takes to sell to boomers. So inside our podcast today, what we want to do, we're just going to bounce around some ideas, and, and we'd love your feedback. And by the way, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're so glad you're here. You have joined an elite community of sales reps that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, being real, delivering value, bringing the goods, doing the hard work, not being empty suits, right, Larry? <laughs> Got to fill the suit out there. <laughs> well, I'm having no problem with that. So, um, especially being at a conference in Las Vegas, my oh. goodness. So, yeah, we, we want to think about this Gen X uh, demographic that is quickly becoming the predominant decision makers. And so um, as we began doing some research uh, in preparation for this, this presentation, a couple of things really popped out. And one of them is very, very relevant to, to our podcast and the theme behind the Selling from the Heart podcast. And that is we learned that Gen X is actually the most skeptical generation ever in the history of the world. And, and I think what's interesting about it, especially now that I look at it after witnessing the, the great presentation that you <laughs> oh, had. Whatever. We had. No you know, I got to give you a prop. I got to give you some props. No, I'm, so, usually, I'm usually the one speaking, Daryl, and you're watching. So it's kind of, now it's kind of, oh, oh, come on. It's brutal. No, but, but seriously though, 
what I got from it, especially me being, you know, the tail end of the boomer, the boomers is as a sales rep, if we're selling to that Gen X buyer now who is skeptical, yes, we can't baffle them with BS anymore. And I think as as sales reps, we have to start really thinking about moving beyond that. Even, even the, even the most tenured of sales reps, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't get by with just getting by anymore. We really have to bring the goods. We have to fill that suit out. And more importantly, we have to fill that suit out face to face. Yes. And we also have to position ourselves to look credible online because one of the things that I really, you know, got from your presentation this morning is Gen X is doing more research than ever before. Yeah. And if they're not, if they're also doing research on that company, yeah. You better believe it, listeners. They're doing research on you as a sales rep. Well, there's no question. I mean, I think we've quoted that stat from Credible Research uh, in 2015 that that said that over 50% of buyers in 2015 admitted to vetting sales reps out of a deal based on what they did or did not find online. And so what we're seeing is this emerging class of decision makers, the most skeptical group out there. They're also the group that grew up with the internet. So my story, um, I started selling in 1993. Uh, Coincidentally, that was the coming out year of the internet, right? It's the year the browser um, came out. I'd started using computers in fourth grade. Uh, By the time I was in college, I had a Mac. Uh, I remember I showed up for my first sales job, Larry. It was great. I show up and they handed me a box, a shoe box full of three by five cards with business cards stapled to it and said, this is your territory management system. And and I've looked at that and I was like, this is ridiculous. And literally at lunch that day, I went out and bought a copy of Pact and a laptop. And um, so as a decision maker now, uh, you know, I have never known a day of my career without a laptop in front of me and without access to the internet. So unlike uh, baby boomers, you know, like Larry that grew up with, uh, you know, carbon copy paper and, and uh, what teletype, what did you guys use back when you started selling Larry? You know, it was interesting. So, I mean, I started my sales career. It was a fax machine, right? Faxes were just coming out. So I started my career in, I graduated college in 87. Yeah. In the fall of 87, I started Uh my career in sales in 88. Yeah. So this was pre-computer. I mean, computers were around, but it was like, they weren't pager. Uh, I thought I was big time because I had a pager, right? <laughs> but it was card file box cards, a phone. Yeah. And a phone book. And that's what we had when we wanted to do research. We had to go to the library. We were just talking about this morning. We had to go to the library, yeah. right? We had to, we had to find other means of doing our job effectively. And, and I think that's the hardest thing in transitioning from, you know, that boomer mindset mm-hmm. to where we're at today is boomers go, you know what, this is the way it was. It was the good old days and we worked our tails off right. and this is what we got in return. We got success was blood, sweat and tears. Right. And it still resonates today, but we have to think about that blood, sweat and tears. How do we do it in a different way to do our job better? How, how do we closely align to the people that we're selling to yeah. because in the, in that boomer generation, when I grew up selling, mm-hmm. we were selling to the same generation, right? There wasn't multi-generations like uh, that's today. interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. think about it because yeah. even in 88, when I started selling, right. Your generation was just, you know, they were up and coming. They weren't even in the workforce yet. Right. So right. that when I started selling, it was boomers selling to boomers. Interesting. Yeah. Now it's boomers selling to Gen Xers, selling to millennials, millennials <laughs> right. selling to Gen Xers and boomers. And there's a lot of confusion out there. So no wonder 
this sales force is confused as what do I really do? Boy, that's so true. And, you know, obviously, you know, for the listeners, there's all kinds of blurry lines between these generations. And there's, there's no, we're not, we're not people here to say that, you know, a generation is stereotyped into anything. But one thing that is true about this Gen X generation that is, is, is up and coming into the decision maker thing is they've always had computers. So you take the combination of a generation that's always had the internet, right? Their entire business career. You combine that with a generation that's highly skeptical. What do you get? What comes out the other end? You get people that are compulsively researching online like no other generation. And so as, you know, as companies, when I have my marketing hat on, obviously we're, we're working with companies to make sure that when people come to their website, it's not just a, you know, five page corporate brochure that there's actually lots of helpful information there and references and downloads and all that stuff. But as a sales rep, we got to think exactly the same way, because if someone comes to your LinkedIn profile, for example, and they're a skeptical buyer and they're wondering, is this guy really worth time? Is this, is this person really worth me? Um, it, uh, number one, meeting with number two, taking a risk to enter into a transaction with, do they know what they're talking about? Who else works with them? If I have not, um, put the appropriate attention onto my LinkedIn profile. So it matches the value I bring face to face. I'm getting vetted out of deals all day long, whether I know it or not. You know, and, and, and you bring up a good point because I was always sensitive to it. So let's just look at the appearance of a sales rep. Mm-hmm. We're always taught dress nice, look good. Right. Yeah. Right? Be cognizant of your appearance. Well, right. no, I'm going to ask the people that are listening as well as everybody out there. You got to start looking cognizant of what you speak what you appear like online. Yeah. Big time. And, and if you look like a slob, if you're not fully dressed <laughs> online, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, using, using the clothes analogy, you're going to get vetted out. And, and I think what's starting to happen is it's starting to happen more and more, but more than that is, you know, and, and I saw it when I was, when I was working with a, you know, a dealership here not too long ago is you get tenured sales reps who just does, they don't think it's going to happen to them. Right. They're going to outwit, outsmart, outplay, outlast people. Yeah. And not it's just, my prospects. It's my not prospects my, don't use my prospects. Don't use LinkedIn. Right. Well, I got great relationships and therefore right. nothing's going to happen. And I'm going to, and I'm going to baffle them and all that until I go, what would happen if you lost one of your largest accounts? Now what's going to happen? Right. Now they got to start doing the heavy lifting again. Well, and so this whole thing of, you know, hey, you guys are out talking about social and online and all this stuff. My prospects don't use LinkedIn. My prospects aren't on Twitter. That might have been true five years ago. That may still be true with some of your baby boomer prospects. But guess what? The decision maker of today is that person that's grown up with a, a computer in front of their face. Well, it's funny because you just reminded me of something. So I'm working with some, well, I'm working with a sales team earlier this week. And one of the sales reps goes, you don't understand, Right. Oh, I my know. customers are not on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I go, really? Really? Okay, okay. well, let's, I want to address that one afterwards. Right. And he goes, but I work in small market. And I go, you know, he goes, got SMB type business. Right. And I go, well, what's the average, you know, employees? He goes, anywhere between 10 to 20. Okay. I, go, oh, I said, okay, I can guarantee we'll find a couple people. And he goes, no, he goes, trust me. So I said, okay, so afterwards, <laughs> right. I pull him aside. I go into my LinkedIn profile, or right. actually, I ask him to go into his. I said, why don't you type your best customer who's not on LinkedIn, and why don't you just put in their company name? And I found 17 of the 20 people inside this company <laughs> had a LinkedIn profile. So I said, case closed, pal. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but the we, clue we think phone about is it. ringing. Right. And 
I bring up a point because just because you think they may not have one, which means you're not very active on social. Right. Every, I mean, okay, my, go ahead and say it, Larry, what? sales reps have hypnotized. Themselves. Oh yeah. So sales reps have hypnotized themselves into believing what they're not doing doesn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some double negatives in that sales one. Reps have hypnotized themselves into believing that what they're not doing doesn't work. But it works for me. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it, it is beyond that. Yeah. It's 2017 heading right. into 2018. Social has impacted the sales world like none other. We have to come to grips as a sales society. Right. And one thing is, and there's a lot of noise and I, and I understand it. Yeah. There, there's a lot of noise. Do this, do that. And that's right. why I came up with the hypnotizing quote. Yeah. But what we have to think about as sales reps is we have to leverage all these tools to do one thing, do our job better. Yeah. And you know what? And that's why I'm rising up to this. And you know this real well, Daryl, is I'm just so tired of sales reps getting bashed. You know, rightfully so. Some deserve it. Some don't. Right. But we right. can bash other job roles as well. Yeah. But sales reps have to rise to the occasion and do their job better and leverage the tools that are out there. Well, no question. I think the reason for that, one of the most compelling reasons is this Gen X thing. I mean, it is... It, it is it is the most skeptical generation. Um, it is the uh, first generation that's never known a day of work without a computer. And then the third stat that I found when I was uh, researching for this presentation totally caught me off guard. And and this is shocking because every time you talk about something like social, especially with a baby boomer or business owner, they'll be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, that's that's really important for these millennials." which basically what they're saying is it's not important because the real decision maker doesn't use social. But the interesting thing was when we looked at the data from Nielsen research, so those are the guys that do the media research on television and all that stuff. In 2016, Nielsen found that the demographic that spends the most time per day on social media is not millennials. It's Gen X. Millennials spend six hours and 18 minutes a day, if my memory serves me right, on social. Gen X spends or wastes six hours and 58 minutes a, uh, a day on social. Was it a day or a week? A no, week. A week. Yeah. So six hours and 58 minutes a week. They use social more than millennials. And so... You know, when we talk about all of this, you know, a lot of times the eyes roll back in the head going, oh, that's good for millennials. They're influencers, but they're not really that important. It's, you know, we're talking about the hardcore decision maker. Well, guess what, folks? The hardcore decision maker of today and definitely tomorrow is spending more time on social than anyone else. Gen X is huge. In well, well, I mean, it's interesting. And those are interesting stats. And, and I always talk about this is we have no issue using social for personal use. And I don't think there's anyone on this call or on our podcast who would disagree with me. The way we use social, right. hands it's down, it's the way we communicate. It's the way we communicate with each other. It's the way we communicate with our children and so forth. Even your parents leverage social. But what we have to learn how to adapt to is how do we integrate social into the business world? And that's the biggest that's the area that I see the biggest fighting occurring because no one says, hey, social, don't use social. Right. But it's, you can't use social for business reasons because and yeah. then we can fill in the blank with all the excuses. Well, and so, so the takeaway on all this is if we're going to sell to Gen X decision makers, and guess what? 
we are all selling to Gen X decision makers, unless you're selling like uh, stuff to retired people or, you know, which is great if you are. But if you're in the business world, you are selling to Gen X decision makers every day and you are selling to a group of the most skeptical, most, uh, you know, uh, digital natives in the sense that we've had a computer in front of us our entire career. We've used the internet and you're selling to the, the, the group that uses social more than anybody. Um, so the reality of all of this is like digital or not like online or not like LinkedIn or not, it really doesn't matter because the reality is if you want to serve this demographic and if you want to be someone that sells from the heart and brings the goods, yes, you got to be able to do that face to face in a meeting, but you better be able to do that online because if you can't prove that, that you bring value and that you're trustworthy and that, um, you know, that you're going to be somebody that, that is helpful to an organization more and more, you're not going to get the face to face. No. And, and, and I've said this numerous, numerous times, we've even spoken about it. Most people that are in that sales role yeah. are going to sell things differently than the way they buy. Yes. And that sales rep who's doesn't pay attention to their social platform. Yes. Quite frankly, doesn't care. They just have it out there, right? They're half dressed online. Absolutely. Those are the same people that are out there doing their research, deciding who they want to talk to, <laughs> right. when they want to talk to them in their personal life. Yeah. So wake up sales world. We have to start being cognizant of selling things the same way we're buying things. Yeah. And quit putting up the roadblock. Cause the longer you put up the roadblock, it's going to keep you further and further behind the eight ball to that digital savvy sales rep, regardless of age yeah. who grabs onto this. And that's why I said, I'm the biggest excuse remover that's out there. Absolutely. I just, you know, I just latched on it because I think it was fun. You know, right. when I started doing this 10 years ago, I enjoyed building relationships and changing the way people think. Right. And I just go, this is just another extension of who I am. And that's what I want sales reps to really understand is this is just an extension of who you are. Absolutely. You know, any good sales rep, I mean, if you've, if you've studied the DISC model or Dr. Alessandra's platinum rule and all of this, you know that a smart sales rep is going to adjust their style and their pace, their focus based on who they're, they're meeting with. Um, but in a similar way, we have to adjust our communication um, platforms, if you will, based on who we're meeting with. And, and if we're going to succeed with Gen X, we're going to have to get good with digital. We're going to have to get great with social and we're going to have to pay some attention to our online profile on a regular basis. And, and, and I just started thinking about this and I go, can you imagine a salesperson? So, I'm going to role play with you. And, and you're, you're that Jen. I was your Jen. And can you imagine me as a sales rep saying, Daryl, I'm going to go ahead and communicate with you the way I feel we should communicate. So therefore, everything that we do is going to be face to face or over the phone. Or over the phone. I'm not going to email you. I'm not going to email you. I'm <laughs> right. not going to leverage social. And then you're going to say, blow off, buddy. Right. right. And, and I think, you know, it's a simplistic example but as sales reps, we have to start adapting to the way people communicate and be flexible and says, if that Gen X buyer, yes, I'm telling you, if, if that Gen X buyer came to me and says, I want to communicate via text message only, yes. what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to sure look, I'm going to sure figure out how to text message 
to the best of my ability Absolutely. to communicate with you. Absolutely. And I think that's where we're at today is in this society, we have to be flexible as sales reps to say, we have to adapt yeah. and be flexible enough to say, Hey, if we want to succeed as sales reps, we're going to have to adapt. That means we're going to have to adapt to that Gen X. We're going to have to adapt to millennials. We're going to have to still even adapt to boomers until they check out. <laughs> right. The job roles, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's good. So this has been a, a fantastic discussion. Once again, Larry, it's always a blast bouncing this stuff back and forth and, you know, having a, uh, a Gen X person and a seasoned boomer like yourself on the call at the same time has been extremely valuable to our <laughs> listeners to have the older perspective. I'm glad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm real old. <laughs> it's Come good. On. It's good. So uh, there's more to talk about along this subject. We'll pick that up in the next And episode. wait for it. There's more. But wait, there's, there's more. more. Yeah, but you have to tune in next week to this Selling from the Heart podcast. And listen, like we always do, we want to we challenge you to take some action. We don't want you to just consume this uh, podcast and not do anything. So um, this week, what we want you to do is we want you to take a look at yourself, try to put on the, the glasses of a Gen X decision maker. Now, you may be a millennial. Uh, you may be uh, a boomer. You may be... Uh, who knows who you are, but put on the glasses of somebody who is skeptical, somebody who is very computer savvy and somebody who is a regular user of social media and just look at yourself, try to do it with fresh eyes. Or if, if you can't ask, ask some of your clients or ask some of your peers to go, how do I look online? Do I look like somebody that you'd want to work with? Uh, do I look like someone that would add value? Does it add value? And just ask yourself those tough questions and, and, Take the appropriate actions because the reality is if we want to sell to the emerging decision maker, which is that person in the 40 to 55 year old demographic, we're going to have to get good at overcoming skepticism and interacting uh, through social online. So as always, thank you. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for sharing this. It's amazing to watch the listeners grow. So for uh, those of you who have, who have uh, shared this with your friends, Thank you. Look for us on LinkedIn. Just search for the Selling from the Heart podcast, and we'll be sharing additional information on our uh, podcast page on LinkedIn. Uh, but most of all, go out there, continue doing what you're doing, be passionate, be real, be authentic, be genuine, do the hard work. And, and don't be all, an empty suit. <laughs> and don't be an empty suit. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.